the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Rob Spinoza of RPM Mortgage. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. You're going to use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. That certificate, or those certificates, I should say, are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is just random trivia. Duh. Duh, yes. That'll and, narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, b- because you have a lot of stuff to talk about today, Rob, I kicked everybody else off the oh, show. Oh, cool. So it's just mono e mono. I thought it was my, uh, maybe I had worked out a little too much in the morning and not showered enough yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> no that's not the, that's not the case no. all right all right so what do you got for us so uh one question we get uh, i'm in residential lending as you know but maybe not all the le- listeners know but uh so i do residential mortgages and one of the common questions that people ask us at the outset is hey look uh i want to get pre-approved for a loan or i've been told by my real estate agent that i need to get pre-approved for a loan but i don't want you to pull my credit Right. Yeah. And the reason they have this concern is that if they make an inquiry into their credit score, uh, that it's going to hurt their score just by ask, having a lender pull their credit report. So, yep. one article that I found very interesting was um, it was on CNN FN, and it talked about Americans in general their credit score is going up, and what that does is so so the Fair Isaac model has been uh, tracking this since 2005, and what they're seeing is over time. It's hit a new milestone. So here in 2017, 12 years later, the average FICO score for Americans is about 700, which is really? not okay. all that bad. I mean, yeah. if you thought about average years ago, it you know might have been influenced by the whole subprime uh, idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, what they attribute it to is uh, a strong job market. Um, improving home values and just uh, overall financial strength in in the United States. What was uh, in two thousand five the average FICO score? Um, well, it said it spanned from six seventy to seven thirty nine, and it started with a six eighty eight in October of two thousand five. So, to give you some perspective on that, if you go to get a home loan and your scores range between seven twenty and seven forty, that's pretty darn good. So, above seven forty, you're Pretty much in the top tier for most loan programs. And back between or between 2005 and today, have they changed the criteria at all? Absolutely. That that you hit so the nail on that. Okay, there right. you go. Yeah. So so uh, what you've seen now, uh, Fannie Mae implemented what are known as loan level price adjustments as a uh, uh, sort of a side effect of the downturn. And what they did is they they set FICO tier, so 680 to 700, 700 to 720, 720 to 740, and then 
overlaid those on loans to value so or loan to value. So if you had a high loan to value with a low FICO, you're piling on these adjustments to the interest rate. Okay. okay? So why it well, matters. It's more risky for the it's, bank. It's more risky okay. for, for the bank or the ultimate per, you know, uh, holder investor in the loan. Yeah. And so um, what we're seeing now is as that 700 comes up for the average, uh, obviously helping those looking to purchase a home. And the reason I bring it up is because <clears throat> I think it's natural to have that concern that if somebody looks at your credit, it's going to hurt it because we've all been told too many inquiries hurts my score. Yeah, and hard pulls. Hard pulls with soft pulls. Pull, and yeah. and what, what, how does it all break down? So a lot of individuals these days, especially here in the Bay Area, they, they use a, uh, some sort of credit or credit tracking. Uh, credit Karma. Uh, there's, uh, I know if you have an American Express, sometimes it'll tell you what your FICO scores are. Yeah. These are good indicators, but they are not the gospel when it comes to making a mortgage inquiry because a lender is going to pull a, a hard pull. on a, So okay. it's going to get all three uh, repositories, Equifax, uh, TransUnion, and Experian. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get a score for each of those. And, and lenders are generally going to use the middle score okay. of those three. So um, I think people need to know that by making an inquiry for a mortgage, in and of itself, if all other things are equal, it, it's not detrimental to your credit. I've been doing this a long time, and I've never seen a case where uh, a, a creditworthy customer who pays his bills on time, who maintains a good balance to limit on his uh, credit cards, who has a good credit history and a blend of credit, a single inquiry by mortgage lender is not going to hurt them. Um, however, a since they do a hard pull, it will drop what about four points, right? So, so yeah, going from seven fifty four to seven fifty is not going to change. Not material, it. not material. No. And, and even even those those sort of uh, rules on that, uh, we don't see that consistently. So it really again depends on on uh, you know the, the borrowers where they're starting from and their overall credit depth. To see, uh, I mean, inquiries touch an overall ten uh, percent of the borrower's FICO score. So, in and of itself, it's not it's not a big mover when the person already has uh, good credit. What we do see, uh, in fairness to the sort of myth, you'll sometimes get a client who will have derogatory items and other things on their credit, uh, far bigger matters. Yeah, and you pull their credit and it's, oh, I you know I thought my score was seven fifty and now it's six fifty. It just doesn't work that way. It's uh, th- those are derogatory items that are causing the score to be yeah yeah to be that right. detrimental right. Um, and those are big events. Those are you know. Uh, foreclosure, short sales, uh, consistent missed payments, yeah. that sort of stuff, that that pattern will, will hurt your score far more than, a, uh, than an inquiry. Okay, when we come back, I've been taking little notes here because <laughs> when we come back, I do have a story where it actually did make the difference. Okay. And it's a, kind of an exciting story. Happy so, to feel that one. Yeah, so um, <laughs> uh, audience, you're going to want to stay tuned to hear that story because uh, the, that pull of the credit actually did make a, make a big difference. Difference okay, for cool. this client. Okay, so we're going to go to our first trivia question, and here it is. Um, when first founded by Benjamin Franklin, what was the job of the, quote, bucket brigade? All right, that's our trivia question, and the first caller with the correct answer is going to win that free five-pack tanning certificate. Now, that tanning certificate's worth quite a lot because you can use it for any of their five, uh, excuse me, any of their services. And some of their services are, are inexpensive, and some are kind of expensive. I get tan looking out the window. Yeah, that's <laughs> what well, you, you do, yes. But, uh, <laughs> Never been in a tanning. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah, because what's your nationality? Italian. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you get that olive Southern skin. at that. <laughs> yeah, so you just kind of just walk out and you That's get that right. tan. All right, so call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. When first founded by Benjamin Franklin, what was the job of the Bucket Brigade? Again, 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Rob Spinoza. First trivia question was, when first founded by Benjamin Franklin, what was the job of the Bucket Brigade. I'm going to say it was a fire department. Yeah, it was uh, to put out fires. Yeah. That's right. They, they, uh, I guess they had the volunteer fire department back then. Well, they still do now, but uh, it's a little yeah. different. They didn't have the hoses and stuff, so yeah. they had to get the buckets. All right. So, That's when fire um, danger was real. <laughs> real, yeah, real, real. <laughs> yeah. Too many wood and straw wood houses. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. Yeah, not too much cement. Okay, so... Before we cut the break, I was teasing the audience about how I, I was going to give a story about how the um, hard pull of credit, a credit yeah. of credit actually did affect this one borrower. So, um, you know, I work with uh, or you know Mark Conf of Pacific yep. Private Money, and he does private real estate loans. So a lot of times people will come to you first, yep. and if they can't get a conventional loan, then they'll solve that problem. They, they got to yep. solve the problem somehow. Okay, so there was this borrower who was buying her dream home in Half Moon Bay. Okay. She was buying a property for, I believe it was, let's say, a million dollars. She was putting 400000 down. Safe so loan. Really, yeah. Right? Pretty safe. 60% loan yep. to value. Her family was in the oil business okay. to where it was like so many generations. She was making 50000 a month. Royalties. Royalties yep. from, from the oil. Okay. The problem was that her sister basically managed the checkbook, the finances, okay. and all that stuff. And sister kind of blew it a couple times with uh, payments. You know, payments and yep. Macy's bills and yep. stuff like yep. that. So she had a FICO score of, I believe, 623. Yeah. Okay. okay. Coming near a threshold. Exactly. Yep. And the broker was trying to get her FHA financing, yep. which the minimum 620? For, uh, for a while it was with a lot for, of investments. For a while. Yep. Okay. This, yeah. This, yep. was a few, this, this loan was a couple of years ago. So uh, the broker says, yeah, no problem. You know, you, you're at least three points over, so right. we'll get you the FHA financing. About two weeks before, the broker is getting a little nervous uh, that, uh, you, know, ugh, you know, we're getting really kind of close here. So Expiration of the credit report? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, j- yeah, just the whole idea about okay. the, the closing of the deal. Okay. So the broker decides to do a hard pull on the credit okay. just to, to make sure that everything else is okay. Oh, no right? other data or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that dropped four <gasps> points down to 619. Can't do it. FHA right. said, that's not 620. Yeah. We're not yeah. going to do the yeah. deal. Yeah. So now she's got a $25,000 non-refundable deposit. She wants to close on her dream home, mm-hmm. and she can't do it. Can't do it. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. And so uh, Pacific Private Money made her that loan. It was more expensive. Um, but then she after- deposit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And her dream home. Right. So after about six months, she was able to get the credit score yeah. back up and refinance. So- 
you know, wasn't great. That's for the her. threshold thing. So when you uh, when you work with a mortgage lender, that those are the things to be aware of because when you cross those thresholds, some programs have hard and fast. If it's below this, you just can't get it. And and so six twenty three right there, that's a red flag. You're close to the six twenty mark. Yeah. Will your investor cut off at six twenty? One thing I did want to say earlier in the segment. So I mean, I'm glad they solved that because that is that is difficult. Once you have a credit report and you have an item on there, the ability to rescore it higher while it exists, some uh, banks won't touch that. They won't yeah. do that. They won't let you rescore the credit report. And once you do attempt to rescore, and a rescore is a, uh, a process by which you do certain things to your credit trade lines so that you can get a new score quickly. Okay, so like let's what? let's say somebody had a the, the most common one is they've got a derogatory item. Uh, somebody is reporting to their report. Let's say it's a uh, well, Macy's is a bad example because they're not good at doing this. But let's say it's a, a store and you had a store credit card and they registered a thirty day late. Okay, okay. borrower didn't pay the bill in thirty days. Ding on their credit report. Sometimes you can call th- that store or that company and say, "Hey, I have a." five-year history of paying bills on time with you. Will you do a one-time courtesy deletion? And they'll agree to do it. And what they'll do is they'll provide a letter, and we will take that letter, provide it to the bureaus, and the bureaus will quickly rescore the report. And you can see a dramatic change. Okay, so one one of the changes that I made, and and, uh, I don't know, I I think this is pretty good advice, I think. Uh, I mean, this is what I did for myself, Mm -hmm. so I'll just say that it worked for me, is... I, I I still do electronic banking with my bank. Okay. And originally I set up uh, for credit cards because I never want to pay interest, never want to pay late fees right. and any of that stuff. Paid in full every month. Exactly. Yeah. So I set it up uh, with my bank as to, you know, this credit card company, this is the address, the account number and all that right. stuff. And my bank would be literally sending out uh, paper checks. Right. I've okay. heard about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I realized was, you know, what happens if the mail gets messed up? It's not my fault. But, great, great example. Okay, right? Yeah. And, and and even the bank's doing the correct thing. Right. But the vendor, right. if the vendor doesn't receive that money, it's late. It's still late. It's yeah. still late. So I changed. And what I ended up doing was like uh, for Chase, I'd okay. go on to Chase's website. And do a pull. And, and yeah. And I would yeah. on their website, yeah. I would say, go ahead and pay my bill. Here's my uh, right. bank account right. information. And then they give great, me a verified great verification. Advice. Yeah, yeah, because now it's coming from the the source is, is going to get the money as a, as opposed to the you know the bank sending it to. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and once they give me a confirmation, then like they, they can't undo it. Right, that would have been a great example of of a courtesy deletion because if yeah. you had had uh, look, we we didn't get the check out. And we can prove electronically that the check never went out. That would be a great case for for something like that. Yeah. And so, one of the interesting things about a, a rescore, uh, not to get too technical about it, is that the Fair Credit Reporting Act uh, gives the consumer the right and the ability to um, appeal to the bureaus on something that is not correct with their credit. And the bureaus have the right to research that and get back to the consumer with the with the response. Mm. The problem is the bureaus are not sensitive to your close of escrow timeline necessarily. They they're, don't like, care. They're like the IRS, right? Yeah, right yeah. We'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Um, and so if you are if your back's against the wall in a in a contract, you can't wait around for the for for Equifax, no. Experian, and TransUnion to hopefully adjust your score. You need to affect that process. So we at RPM, we run into that sometimes. And what's interesting is the consumer cannot pay for that rescore. 
they are not allowed to do it because the Fair Credit Reporting Act yeah. says that you already have the right to do it for free. Yeah. Yeah. So it puts um, puts them in a tight spot if, if the lender or the broker doesn't agree to pay for the rescore um, and the broker's taking a chance or lender's taking a chance in, in doing that to begin with. But wow. uh, very, very helpful in the cases where it works because it's a game changer. In, in those cases. And when we come back from another break, I'll tell another story. Oh, it's eight <laughs> points this time. <laughs> yeah. And, and, this, and this has to do with the IRS, <laughs> with the, what you just said. All right. Okay. So here's our next true point. You just keep leading right into these yeah, great well, stories. All right. This is our daily life. I mean, this is one thing leads to another. That's the name of the lending That's industry. That's the way it right? is. <laughs> All right. Second trivia question. Terry Nichols was the co-conspirator in what major crime during the 1990s? Oh, okay. Okay. Call 888-912-1190 if you're the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that five-pack tanning certificate. So here's our trivia question again. Terry Nichols was the co-conspirator in what major crime during the 1990s? All right. And when we come back, we're going to tell a story about how someone had an incorrect IRS lien, and it almost destroyed this person's uh, ability to purchase a house. Yep. But Pacific Private Money Stepped came in. to the rescue. All right. But it's an interesting <laughs> story. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Rob Spinoza of RPM Mortgage. Uh, first of all, let's answer the trivia question. Uh, Terry Nichols was the co-conspirator in what major crime during the 1990s? Um, was that the Timothy McVeigh, uh, Oklahoma City? Yes, it was. Wow. That's right. I'm two for two. You're two for two. Uh, let's see. I'm going to see if... You're going to try and throw uh, another one at me? No, no, not yet. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll throw the next one at you next time. So we'll see if you can get that one. All right. So, uh, again, story time. IRS. IRS. Okay. So, this borrower was having a house built for him Oof. by a contractor. Okay. Okay. And he was qualified. Okay. But by the bank, no problem. Construction loan? Construction loan. Got yep, it. Everything's fine. And the agreed uh, house price uh, was a million five. Okay. All right? And he had a decent down payment. Everything's fine. Again, about roughly two to three weeks before he's ready to close, the bank calls him and says, uh, Mr. Jones, I'm sorry, we're, we can't make you the loan. And he says, well, what are you talking about? I, I, my credit's good and everything. Yeah. Well... Um, an IRS lien of 250000 just popped up on your credit report. He goes, I don't know the IRS, yeah. anything. And they said, well, as soon as you can correct that, we'll give you the loan. Now, how long does it take to correct oh. an incorrect IRS yeah. lien? Yeah. Six months, maybe, uh, if you're lucky. Three months, six months. Not any shorter not than six or eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he had yeah. to close the deal in 30 days. Yeah. Or, th- excuse me, in, th- in uh, three weeks. Okay. And he had a fifty thousand non refundable deposit. Okay. Now, ordinarily, you might go, you know, well, the co- the the developer contractor might just go, oh, hey, okay, well, I'll just extend it for you, right. right? The problem was that as the house was being built, some lady had driven up and said, "What a beautiful house you're building! I, yeah. I can I buy that yeah. house?" And he says, "Well, I'm sorry, I'm in contract for a million five. She says, "I'll pay you a million seven fifty. And he says, "Well, I, I can't break yeah, the contract, can't break the contract, right? but." However, yeah, but if <laughs> but if this gentleman couldn't have made right. good in thir- in the three week period, yeah. then he legally could backs against the wall. He could have kept his right. fifty thousand and sold it to the lady yeah. for a million seven fifty. So his backs against the wall. 
Uh, he goes to Pacific Private Money in Novato, which, by the way, is 415-883-2150 for those of you who need money quickly <laughs> on real estate. For those of you who are building a house. Uh, <laughs> or just, <laughs> hey, things happen. You know, your FICO score is not quite or there. Or at 623. Or at 623, yeah. I mean, just they can, they can do a lot of good work. And uh, and sure enough, um, well, I guess what had happened was he was able to convince Pacific Private Money he could show, look, I don't owe. Yeah, because that's risky for them too. I mean, if you yeah, have an attack, well, you don't just take, yeah, you just don't yeah. take their word for it. Right. I mean, he had he had to kind of show, look, this is what I owed before, and here's the check that cleared. That, I, you know. I get that, but he, but even so, uh, Pacific Private Money, like a like a conventional lender, I mean, an IRS lien is going to take precedence over any not, lender's lien. Not, but but he didn't own the house, so the IRS lien was not going to go in. Oh, front it wasn't going to be them. okay. Got right? it. He didn't own the house yet. That's yeah, true. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Pacific Private Money's loan would be, and then if for some reason the guy could couldn't prove it eventually a year Got later it. or something I didn't even go, think about that hey we IRS right so right. They, they would right. have been behind Pacific Private okay. Money so their okay. Pacific Private Money was pretty conservative on that so so they did so what what uh, Pacific Private did was they did the due diligence on the borrower's IRS situation yeah and then made the loan yeah got it yeah and and, 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 even, and and their risk even if the lien was accurate. Right. It wasn't going to go against the house until after Pacific Private Money had made the loan. Right. right. So they and, were they were right. well protected. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, IRS stuff is is uh, we had our own personal experience that way. We bought a house years ago, and the the seller uh, failed to pay their uh, income tax, and and about oh. a week before we were due to close. Um, we got a call to say basically that, that the title had turned up a, a, a lien from oh, the IRS. Okay. They attached it while they could, yeah. and uh, so there was we were we were at a standstill until until we were able to get there, it. Removed. There wasn't enough money coming out to pay that IRS lien. Uh, there was the not. Borrower. There yeah. was not, and and the the Sellers. sellers had to make some other arrangements to do it, but yeah. but they 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 managed to. Now to, that could yeah. hold up a transaction. That held up the transaction for yeah. six to eight weeks. That's wow. what. Yeah. All right. So moving on here, uh, we have an email uh, that says, for you, Rob, yep. is it possible to buy a new home without first selling my existing one? My okay. agent is telling me that I'll never get a contingent offer accepted. Good point. Okay. So your agent is, is largely speaking the truth. In the, in the market here in the Bay Area, it's very hard to make what is known as a contingent offer. And what that means is uh, when you uh, go to buy a new house, if you currently own a house that you plan to sell... For in most cases, uh, there is a um, a section of the purchase contract that that allows you to check a box that indicates to the seller that this transaction, the purchase, will go down if you're able to sell your existing house. And and there are some things that are very important about selling your house. Number one is, oftentimes you're getting the down payment from the proceeds of that sale. Yep. So you're going to use that, that, that those funds to buy the new home. And the other thing is that you may have a loan on that home. And so if you were to buy the new home before selling the old one, you would perhaps not qualify with both mortgages. You couldn't carry both both mm -hmm. home uh, housing payments. So if you get an offer accepted with a contingency clause, that's the seller is saying, I'll, I'll, I'll accommodate that sale first before you're out of contract. But in this market, sellers don't need or want that risk, right? Yeah, there's right? too so many buyers there's out There's too many buyers. So getting an offer accepted with a contingency clause is virtually impossible. So the buyer then has the burden of proof on him. How does he get out of that situation? There are, what I see is four ways they can do it. Uh, number one is they can qualify all in. That means if they have funds for a down payment, 
and they have enough income to support two loans, okay. even if they plan to sell, right? Yeah. They're just going to tell the lender, hey, qualify me with everything in, and I'm still yeah. going to buy the house. Gotcha. All good. That's the exception, not the rule. If the buyer has the down payment, let's say they have other funds or whatever, but they don't have the income to support two housing payments, okay. they can use a program called a departing residence program. And that what that does is it allows, and, and only a handful of, of investors will, will permit this, but they'll do a rental survey on the house that they currently own. Okay. Okay? So they'll say, if you rented it, it would rent for 4000 a month. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll, we, the bank, will give you 75% of that gross, okay. so $3,000 in that example, to offset your housing payment on that. Now, the important thing- Well, of, the interesting thing is you're, you're taking 75% of the gross, but there are expenses like insurance and- Of course, of course. So, so, so you're still doing the calculation. If yeah. they have a housing payment of 3000 to begin with, then yeah. you're even. Okay? So now you're basically just supporting the new housing payment. Does oh, that make okay. sense? Yeah. So- um, what I was going to say about that is the difference is the conventional guidelines will allow you to rent out your current house if you leave it. They call that a departure property, but they want to see a lease agreement and they want to have a security deposit from the from the proposed renter. Okay, and and you often have to pass an equity test, meaning that your house is not underwater or yeah. okay because they don't want a risk of you buying the new place and then foreclosing on the old. Yeah, the buy and bail scenario. Okay, so and guess what. When we come back, we're going to have another. Uh, I still have two to go. <laughs> I know. That's okay. We, I, I, mean, you still, I want you to still continue, but. Uh, Good thing Mark still, didn't show up I today. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got another story about that. Oh, boy. <laughs> go, go, go ahead. You got. Yeah, uh, have time? You, you got. Uh, hold on here. Um, this is like a clown car. Things, you know, you just keep coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell you what. We, All right, we now, we back, go oh, yeah, now we got to go. Now we do have to cut to another break. Um, okay. When we come back, though, I want you to finish off your story. Okay, cool. Uh, before we do, tell people how to get a hold of you. Ah, you're a very so, smart guy. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I am uh, at uh, RPM Mortgage in Mill Valley. Uh, phone number is 415 367 5959. You can look me up on Yelp. If you go on to Yelp and you put in Mortgage Broker Marin County or Mortgage Broker Mill Valley, I'll come up number one. Oh, very yeah. good. All right. Here's our uh, third and final trivia question. Uh, what Spanish explorer conquered Montezuma and the Aztecs? Uh, Got to go back to a little history for that. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that free tanning certificate. Again, the question, what Spanish explorer conquered Montezuma and the Aztecs? Don't touch that dial and the best of investing comes back. We're going to have more stories for you. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Rob Spinoza. Question, what Spanish explorer conquered Montezuma and the Aztecs? You know, I know this, but I I can't remember it, so I'm going to just go to Cortez. Yes. Oh, wow. Fernando Cortez. Very good. Three for three. What was his social security number? Uh, Zero, because it wasn't invented yet. <laughs> All right. So, Rob, you were finishing up uh, talking about yeah. buying a new home without first selling the existing one. Right, right, right. So so we were talking about qualifying all-in, and then we were talking about uh, the complexities of renting out your current place and convincing your lender that that's okay. The third option um, is when the... Um, Let's say the buyer has really good income. They could support the two payments, 
but their down payment is tied up in the equity of the sale of the existing home. So they, okay. they, they, they need to sell that house to get those funds. They can use a cross-collateralized loan. And I know that private money does, Pacific, Pacific private money does those sorts of things, yeah. too. Um, we can do those. Um, and uh, that, that gets them the down payment out. And then the third thing is a bridge loan, which you guys are very familiar with. So bridge yep. loans also use the equity in the two properties. Um, and we have a – RPM has its own bridge loan. And then, obviously, a private money bridge loan is available. And – the beauty of private money is the speed and the ability to get out from qualification hurdles. Because yes. when we do a bridge loan at RPM, we qu- we're qualifying the borrower somewhat all in. Yeah. They have to prove ability to repay. They have to meet a lot of regulatory guidelines. Um, but when it's, uh, p- when it's private money, if you've got all the attributes right, that may be the way to go. So you've got really four ways okay. to uh, buy before selling. And uh, you need to speak with someone that is fluent in those because otherwise what you're going to hear from your agency is you can't do it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And so that brings up uh, another story. So uh, say exactly that situation. Uh, contractor owned a home in Larkspur. Okay. Had a lot of equity. Okay. Was going to move to Novato and okay. uh, didn't quite qualify for the two mortgages, yep. but he did have a fair amount of equity in the old house. So Pacific Private Money was actually able to lend him 100% yeah, see, that's what's, because yeah. they cross-collateralized. And when you add both houses together and subtract out the debt on the Larkspur property, it was still under 70% loan-to-value. Yeah. yeah and the, since he was a contractor, he wanted to fix up the Larkspur home and sell it and then also put it on the up, market, put it on the market, able to stage it, do all the good yeah, stuff exactly. and then get top dollar for it. And sure enough, he, he paid it off within six to nine months. So uh, the moral of that story is, yeah. yes, it can be done. Can be done. Um, and again, you, you know, call Rob Spinoza first to see if uh, it can be done conventionally, because obviously that'll be a less expensive, less expensive way to model. go. Right. So you and, and you have to think out. I think one of the things that conventional borrowers, the the people that we deal with on a routine basis, most of them come in to us with a uniform mindset in that they're looking for the best rate they can get with the most fixed years and a straightforward, easy to understand program. When you get into situations that require a lot more. Uh, there are a lot more variables, and, and you start talking about cross-collateralization. Your your financial sort of mindset needs to change, and I think that that's the one thing where at the beginning it may seem daunting, but the more you understand about it, the more you know, the more you get it to fit with your plan. And I think a lot of these things now in a very tight housing market, and I've got a bunch of articles that talk about that, you know, inventory and all that kind of stuff, it's challenging out there. And what we're finding is that it takes a little bit more ingenuity than the straightforward approach in many of these cases. Private money is certainly a, a, an aspect of that, but even, you know, conventional lenders like RPM, you know, the loan, loan officers like myself that know those programs are able to use that knowledge to say to a customer, ultimately, you're going to end up where you want to be, but you have to do it by way of this program first. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, we do it's evolving. Of, yeah, Pacific Private Money does a lot of loans where uh, RPM will come right back in and do the end and, loan. And, and do the end loan. Right. So, uh, you know, the rates are more expensive, right? Uh, but it is still legally permissible because there, there's all these fancy Dodd-Frank rules that you have to fit within, right. but, but it still can be done. So on the flip side, um, you know, the, again, the borrower does have to pay a, a premium for right. that. So on on the one hand, you have the borrowers. They pay a higher rate. But where does the money come from? Well, it comes from investors. Right, so we have uh, this Pacific Private Money has a fund right now, mm-hmm. and it's paying the investor net after everything about seven and three quarters percent. And the reason they can pay that is because they are charging these borrowers right. nine plus percent. Right. It's customary points. for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're splitting the points 
with the brokerage and the the fund. Right. So the investors are basically acting like the bank right. and get, getting part of the points. So, um, and it's being paid out on a monthly basis. So what yeah. they're paying out in a month is more than most banks are paying in a year. year. Yeah. What I was going to say, you you touched on a really uh, cool aspect of the cross collateralization before, and um, and I think that when people get this, this is where I see the light go on. Like, the, oh wow. Let's say they're trapped in that situation where they have uh, a house they need to sell and a house they want to buy, and they love the house they want to buy, but they can't sell in time, and it's all sprung upon them. And you start talking to them about cross-collateralization, you can see their eyes kind of glaze, glaze over. over. Oh, what does this mean oh, to some yeah. fancy loan? But then what you can do is you can tell them, look, I'll give you an example. You, you hit the nail on the head with 100% financing. Let's say you have a property. It's, uh, the property you want to buy is worth one, two, right? Okay. And you have an existing home. It's worth 800K. Okay, so you have $2 million of total value between the two homes, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So we'll do a 75% cross collateral on that, right? So we'll make a, a maximum loan of 1.5 in that circumstance, oh, okay. okay? So let's say the. Uh, okay, yeah, because you're assuming, well, in that example, they own the other property free and clear. The, no, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to oh, tell okay, you about okay, that. So you. let's okay, say they okay. have a $300,000 loan on that other gotcha, property. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. okay I know So now you're going to net that 300 out. Yeah. They're going to get a 1 5 loan, but it's going to pay off the 300K, leaving them 1 2. two. Hey, that's the coincidence. What a coincidence. What, that's what a coinkity. That's, <laughs> that's the purchase so they, of the new home. So that's the purchase of the new home. So they're going to go in and they're going to buy that new home with closing costs. Right, because okay. yeah. the loan is going to pay for the new home outright, yeah. and that's where you see the, the 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 glaze goes away, and they're like, "Whoa, wait a second. So I'm going to make the payment on this single loan, and I'm going to buy this house outright. So now they can actually go to the seller of the house that they want to buy and make a very quick offer. Yeah, it's not well, you in- could with private money. So with us, yeah. it's going to be a tr- more traditional thirty day type of close situation. Okay. okay, but but still, they're going in. And then the other piece of it that, that private money, I think, deals with in a different way, but the end result is the same. In our example there, that loan that they made, the, the 1-5 loan, yeah. when they sell the existing house, there's going to be a 75% release point on okay. that 800K. Gotcha. That's 600K. Yeah. That's going to go back into the note and recast yeah. it down to 900000 Yeah. So at the end of the day, after they sell, they're left with a $900,000 loan. On a on million the, two, on, on, on which a million is two, 70, 75%. 75%. And yeah. they've got the house they want, yeah. all with one transaction without a refinance. And and they bought it for for the, the cost of their closing. smoking hot deal. It's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. And you have to understand how it works. You have to be willing to say, okay, this is what I'm going to need to do to make this work. Because the other option is to let the house go. Put your house on the market, move twice, and all the other things that oh, yeah, drive a too, too much buyer of an crazy. Asshole. Well, okay. So again, you call RPM Mortgage yep. first. Uh, what's your number? Four one five three six seven five nine five nine. Okay. Um. And if for some reason you can't do it, uh, then Pacific go private to money. Pacific Private Money at four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty. And again, they can accommodate uh, quite a number of real estate purchases. I mean, that's what's happening out there right now. You know, it's, it's, um, for, for buyers out there, you, you know, we hear this day in and day out. Um, there's every reason to be optimistic. If you see a property like you should make an offer on it, you should get pre-approved, you should get underwriting approved with us if you can. That, that's great. But, you know, you are going to face the challenges that this market brings. We live in a high-cost area. There's limited inventory. 
Um, things move quickly. You can't uh, bring your hands about things, you yeah. know, your, your inspections, your appraisal, and that sort of stuff. It's aggressive out there right now, and you need to be armed with the, with the knowledge to do things that will allow you to okay. get where you want to go. Good. Yeah. And, again, uh, that's on the borrowing side. That's how you get money. And on the investing side, if you want to earn seven and three quarters percent, that's not a not bad a deal. Bad, either. Not a bad deal uh, with this kind of conservative uh, type of loans. Because what's the average in the fund now? So fifty six percent loan to value. Yeah, it's very very conservative. Very no no losses. Yeah, so, I, I I don't think we see fifty six LTVs on most of our deals. I know. It's, it's that's why it's more. A lot of times it's more conservative more than what conservative, a bank does. Yeah. So call four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty for more information. There. Don't touch that dial. The best in investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Rob Spinoza. Rob, uh, we got a few minutes left. You got an article. I don't have another. I have another story, but we'll go to. Your uh, I'm article. just glad there's not another trivia question because yeah. I'm three for three, and I don't want to blow it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I found an article, and some of you may have seen it in the news, and it's. Uh, I think this. Uh, entity is more beleaguered than the attorney general these days. It's Wells Fargo. And it talked about how uh, Wells was under the gun for charging extra fees on their the mor- some of the mortgages they made, which was tied to rate locks. Okay. And I wanted to bring that up, not to, to pile on Wells Fargo, because I think what Wells does, they do really well. And uh, certainly, you know, case by case, all of this stuff, you have to hear the other side of the story. But... Um, I wanted people to understand a little bit more about how rate locks work. Um, and what, what they claim Wells Fargo was doing is they were charging borrowers for rate lock extensions that came as a result of, uh, of the bank's delay. So they were passing on their, their delay to the, to the consumer. Um, and a rate lock works simply like this. When you go into the home loan process, you will lock an interest rate at some point, And when you do that, it will be for a certain amount of days, typically 30. Okay, 30, 45, 60, those are common rate lock periods with rate locks on the shorter timelines being more uh, aggressive, relatively speaking, because the, le- the less amount of time a lender has money exposed to ra- market risk, yeah. the more competitive he can be. Sure. Okay. So um, what they were claiming Wells did is uh, they, th- these people would go into the home loan process, they would lock their loan for 30 days, the bank would be slow to process the application, et cetera, et cetera. Then they would pass the 30-day period, and then they would say, okay, well, in order to extend your rate lock, it's going to cost you an eighth of a percent. Okay? Well, hold on. If you weren't so slow in processing, right. it wouldn't have happened. Right, right. right. exactly. So, so, so what happened is, is there was a, you know, sort of a, an uprising against that practice of, of charging the rate lock extension to the consumer. So the moral of the story here, again, is not to get on wells. It's to say that when you go into the process, especially on the refinance side, because on a purchase, your contract is really dictating the timing of your transaction. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But on a refinance, you may go out on the internet and you may see pricing that's promoted out there as being very aggressive. And it's important to ask, how long is that valid for? Is that a 30-day rate lock? Is Good it a 45-day rate lock? Because some of these institutions won't get your loan done in 30 days. And so they'll say, hello, you know, our rate is 4% and, it's a, you know, and it looks better than everybody else. But 
then they're going to come back to you 20 days into that transaction and say, oh, we're not going to make the cutoff, and therefore you have to pay to extend your lot. And, and why can't they get it done in 30 days? Are they just teasing you to try to do that? The reasons could be any. You know, yeah. uh, Some of them are valid. Some of them are not. Sometimes yeah. they're just, there's just negligence. Other times it's, it's legitimate stuff like uh, you didn't tell them that you had a, a subordinate lien. Or, uh, well, that's uh, your fault, not the bank's fault. Right, and then yeah. they're processing it, et cetera. So uh, sometimes it's you, you didn't know. You had an IRS thing you didn't know. I mean, there could be any number of reasons. Okay, that, again, that's not their fault. That's not their yeah. fault. But but um, the, when you have a bank, uh, volume is, it was was always the one back in the day with yeah. refinance volume. All of a sudden, you take on a, a barrage of applications and you can't get through them all. Um, generally speaking, regulation has made it harder to uh, deal with any sort of changes to pricing. So it's very important that when you talk with a loan officer – you identify how long you think it's realistically going to take. Are you going to be on yeah, cause trips? You can, you can, uh, yeah, because you, you can know. get uh, um, it in writing that it, there's the 30-day lock, but you, you, they were not going to give you in writing that they will get the loan done in 30 Co- days. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. And so so be sensitive to timing because, as we say in real estate, time, time is of the essence. Of the, yeah. Yeah. They say time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. All right, here we go. Here's yep. our thoughts. A good show, Rob. Good Thank show. You. Here's our thoughts for the day. Groucho Marx said, politics is the art of looking for trouble, finding it everywhere, diagnosing it incorrectly, and applying the wrong remedies. The man, he knew what he was talking about. And Benjamin Franklin here again said, I like this one too, we are all born ignorant, but one must work hard to remain stupid. (laughs) As stupid is, as stupid does. Forrest Gump. John Wayne said, uh, life is tough and it's tougher when you're stupid. <laughs> he was also uh, knowing. He knew. He also knew what he was talking about. Yep. Very smart man. Okay. Uh, again, give out your information, Rob. Four one five three six seven five nine five nine. I'm with RPM Mortgage, right in Mill Valley, off the one hundred and one. Uh, call anytime. Happy to help. All right. Yep. And uh, if you want to get hold of Pacific Private Money, either you need to borrow money and can't get it from the bank or RPM. Or if you want to invest your money and get a nice seven and three quarters percent return that they're paying, check them out. 415-883-2150. Can you pop in the the office in Grant and and ask? Yes, you can. Right on 1555 Grant Avenue in Novato. All right. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.